You're listening to Swipe East, Swipe West, where we dive into the dating differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley Davis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Swipe East, Swipe West, the dating and culture podcast focusing on differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley, and you can find us on Instagram at Swipe East, Swipe West and on TikTok at ashdavi underscore at A-S-H-D-A-V-I underscore. It's only been two weeks, but I feel like I have so much to share. (laughs) For anyone that's new here, I always start off my podcast with a life update, and I have a lot of updates. For anyone that is returning, buckle up. (laughs) So when we last left off, I was about to head down to San Diego for a 70s themed event called the Mustache Bash. And man, did a lot occur at this event. So I was potentially going to run into some guys from Big Bear. And I sure did, but not the guys I was expecting. (laughs) Let me backtrack. I was in Big Bear about two months ago now at this point for a friend's birthday, and we ran into a group of guys that were from San Diego that were also going to this event. I gave my Instagram to one. He told me he went on a date with his cousin once, and we never spoke again. They were going to this event. Didn't run into them while we were there. Dodged a bullet, in my opinion. A couple years ago, though, I was also in Big Bear right before the pandemic. I met another guy in San Diego, from San Diego. He and I hit it off. He invited me to go to this event with him, but then COVID hit and everything got shut down. So obviously we didn't go. We kept in touch texting here and there, nothing serious, just like, hey, how are things? Instagram likes, whatever. And eventually it fizzled out over time. You know, he would invite me down loosely, but nothing ever happened again because of COVID. Fast forward two years, this event happens. Who do I run into almost immediately upon walking into the event? this guy who invited me to go. The guy that is the entire reason I even had my ticket in the first place. They still honored our tickets from two years ago and I wanted to go still and I went down with two of my friends from Long Beach. So I'm nervous. My friends convinced me to go over, say hi. And I'm like, hey, like, do you remember me? Like, I had no idea what a situation was, if he was dating someone, whatever. We immediately start hitting it off. We're dancing. He's being all touchy-feely. He's introducing me to his friends. I go back to my friends. He comes over, starts hanging out with me and my friends. I'm like, it's kind of like we're picking up where we left off. Then, God forbid, I go to the bathroom. <laughs> the way that the venue was set up, it was on the, the waterfront in San Diego. There's an indoor stage and an outdoor stage. All the bathrooms were outside. So my friends and I go to the bathroom, but for some reason, in order to get back inside, they were making us line up to get back in. It took almost an hour for us to get back inside. While this is happening, this guy is texting me. He's like, dance floor needs you, like blah, blah, blah. Like I'm trying to get back in. We eventually get back inside and I find him and he was with another girl. And at first, like my friend and I, we like couldn't really tell the situation. He was like kind of being standoffish. So I was like, I'm just going to get a drink real quick and then come back and suss this out. On my way back, his like friend sees me coming. He's like tapping the guy, it's, like warn him or so it seemed. I walk up. They're like full on grinding at this point. Like he's completely ignoring me. I'm just like awkwardly standing there. Like what? Like what am I supposed to do here? My friend had like given me space and I'm like texting her like, what do I do? And she's like, let's just leave. It was almost the end of the event anyway. So I go to leave. I'm all upset. And like, honestly, like obviously we're not together. I haven't seen this guy in a while, but I'm like, this is just like the principle. Like it's the principle of 
you were with me and my friends. You then texted me about coming back in and told me where you were. At that point, just don't reply. Don't text me. And if you're going to go off with someone else, like do it. Like, you know, like don't tell me to come find you basically. And then you're with someone else. And we've been like on and off talking here and there for two years. Like, and you know, we were supposed to go together. It was just like all of it combined. So my friend and I leave, we go to meet up with some other friends at this Airbnb. And I like text him, just calling him out, basically being like, if you were going to be with someone else, you should have just told me, you know, like, like what the heck? And he just replies back. Oh, sorry about that. And I was like, no, you're not. You're not. Sorry. Like that's such a BS reply. And you're also responding to me while you're clearly still with her. Like what? So I'm all upset. We meet up with our friends. I tell them what happened. I'm still annoyed. And we were with um, a friend of a friend, this guy. And he's like, oh, do you want me to send him a picture of my uh, butthole? And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, like, do you want me to send a picture of that? And I was just like, whatever. I don't even care at this point. Thinking he's not obviously serious. This guy takes my phone, goes to the bathroom, comes back. He's like, here. I open up my phone. He had sent a photo to this guy from my phone of his bare butt. (laughs) And I just was sitting there, like, staring at it, like, in shock, just like, is this real? This was actually sent from my phone of of your butt. Like, oh my God. I just, I'm laughing because it's so ridiculous. And like, I kind of feel petty, but also like not because he was a jerk. But yeah, that happened and I never got a reply. So that was how my trip in San Diego went. I mean, overall, it was a great time. I had a blast with my friends. We stayed with our friends. I moved down there. It was, it was a really fun event. I definitely want to go back, but that's this is a dating podcast, so I had to share my men update. I come back to LA. I'm de- decompressing from this situation. And then if anyone remembers Laundromat Guy, um, he's the guy that I met at the laundromat, asked me on a date, never followed up, and then called me the day after we were supposed to get a date and then never left a message. I'm asleep on Wednesday night at 11 p.m. because I work at 7 a.m. every day. And he calls me out of the blue at 11 p.m. Again, no voicemail, no follow-up text. I don't answer. Again, I'm sleeping. So that occurred. And then I go out this past weekend in Long Beach. My friend had a house party. We go back out to the bars. And I'm telling you, I saw this girl on TikTok talk about this uh, concept of feral girl summer just being like wild little club pub rats like feral it is happening the men out in the wild right now with things getting warmer everything opening up in LA they are thirsty and they are ready <laughs> guys are just out and just ready to mingle that's that's all I'll say about that so i'm excited to see what the summer has to unfold there's again plenty of men apparently and they all seem to be california locals um, which is interesting all the guys that have been talking to me and asking me out have california zip codes so they seem to be from the area so maybe that's what i've been doing wrong since i've moved to la is talking to transplants so we'll see what continues to happen with that but i'm very excited about this episode as i am for all my episodes every week because i have one of my really good friends eric wessel He is someone that I actually went to high school with. So I have known him for, oh my God, like 15, 16 years at this point. Um, We both grew up together in Connecticut in Fairfield County. And um, he currently lives up in the Boston area. He went to college there and has stayed after college. So he's had a lot of experience in Boston, like from 18 through his 20s now into the early 30s. Sorry for calling you out, Eric. So we talk a lot about. Boston, 
how it's changed over the past like decades since he's lived there, how his going out and dating experience has changed a bit since he's lived there as well. And something else that I'm really excited about him specifically is that in 2018, when Hinge first became a thing and they were trying to really tout themselves, is they had this top 10 list in uh, various metropolitan cities of the most eligible singles. And my buddy Eric was in that top 10 list. So we talk about how he was chosen for that as well. Can I confirm if he would still make that list today? A little bit debatable. You can make that judgment for yourself when you listen to the episode. Um, But let's dive into it and talk all about Boston. Wessel, I don't think I've seen you in like almost 10 years at this point, like legitimately. Yeah, roughly 10 years. That's crazy. You You missed the reunion. I noted. Wait, when did we have a reunion? Was I invited? <laughs> it was it was just before it was just before COVID hit. It was like that November. Oh, wait, our high school reunion. High school reunion. Oh yeah, I was not going what to that. What were you talking about? <laughs> I was like, was there like a friendship reunion that our friends had that I didn't go to? <laughs> we could we could work we could work on that. I think we could work on that as a group. We could we could say next summer we gotta do something. I think we should though. It's tough to pin people down. I'll tell you that. Even even the five guys I'm still close with, I mean, they're all in Denver, so I guess maybe that makes it easier, but it's tough. Like, guys, people have responsibilities. Yeah, well, and we're spread all over. Like, I'm in LA, right. yeah, the guys are in Denver, you're over in Boston, so yeah, yeah all over the place. I guess we got to go to Denver. Yeah, I mean, I get, I, that's actually the most central, Yeah, but I'm so excited to finally catch up with you and, and ta- have you on the show today. But I wanted to start off with the elephant in the room, at least for me, because I know you were Hinge's, uh, one of Hinge's most eligible singles in 2018. Yeah. So it's been a few years. In 2018, right. Yeah. That was the, that was my peak. And then it's, it's <laughs> been downhill ever since. How did that happen? Like, how were you picked for that? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, short, short story, I guess. So I like randomly got an email from them saying, Hey, we'd love to have your approval to like use your imagery in like it was like a it was like a photo release. Like we'd love to be able to use your imagery or your profile in like internal or internal. Uh, they phrased it like I didn't I didn't quite get like an external vibe. It was like you know self promotional materials, whatever for like Hinge. And Hinge was I think just getting going. Like maybe it was like two years old at that point, so it was like fairly new. So they were trying to just turn over everything, see what worked, whatever. So I was like, yeah, like sure, it sounds good. Like did not think a single thing of it. I thought it would cost me nothing no problem and i didn't i didn't hear anything about it i think this was like in the winter time or so because i think i was at a bruins game here in boston and i just like quickly replied via email because i was like oh that's funny i told the people i was with <laughs> and three or four months later i think it was um i get an email saying like hey and it's like it's like a bunch of people are clearly bcc it's like hey we you know we decided to move forward with your your guys's stuff um we're gonna have you like your profiles are gonna be featured in like a business insider article tomorrow like literally it was just like tomorrow this is happening business insider article top 10 in each city so like there was like a bunch of cities obviously and like top 10 each and i was like crap like what <laughs> like i did not expect that but also at the time 2018 you know a couple of years ago four years ago i was like like which of my friends realistically are going to see this like who reads business insider and i was like trying to like self-talk and say like this wasn't going to be like a really big deal and sure enough, like people came from all over talking to me about this, <laughs> like texting, 
like it it got put in like my work slack so everyone at work saw it like <laughs> it was just a whole it was a whole thing and i was like i'm terrible at taking compliments too so like just the act of being included i was like oh my god like <laughs> like hi like had no idea how to respond like to the attention but it was funny like from that like you could like you could access someone's profile through that link and i got like a bunch of like hits and regrettably all of them are like probably not the people that you really want to you know say yes to like when they're jumping that quickly off the bat so i think i think it was a miss on all of them but yeah it like very quickly like turned into like i don't know what happened to that into like hey you're in this article and i think it was just based on like swipe ratios i don't know like i think that was kind of like the, the rough explanation of it like how many people swiped on you i think so like like good versus bad probably like i'm sure i'm sure they saw in the data you know something maybe maybe i was maybe there were only 10 guys in boston at the time on, on the, you know. <laughs> small pool or at the top <laughs> that, that's what was, yeah that's what i was going to believe yeah, yeah exactly because i think like overall like the demographics of boston from what i hear and i guess kind of what i've experienced too is like there's a lot of, or I guess what I hear is there's like a lot of like good looking guys just like everywhere. Like, like all like the, the colleges, people that stay here for work, like myself, like I stayed here and it's, it like, it's really hit or miss depending on like where you go out nightlife wise or have dinner or whatever. Like the pools are very hit or miss. And it's like, there's like sections, which I guess like New York is probably similar. Like when I've been to New York, it's like, oh, you're going to the Upper East Side versus like die or something like you're going to see like just pockets of people that are very unique to that area and like boston's very much like that too okay so so talk to me a bit more about that i think that's a great segue because mm -hmm. so i've obviously been to boston a ton to visit like mm -hmm. you and the rest of our friends but when i yeah. was there it was like when you guys were all at northeastern and we were right. like always at northeastern parties like i feel like i never yeah. really like went out in boston r.i.p yeah you gotta yeah. you gotta fix that yeah, I know. Well, because I was always like at house parties, like in the right. frat parties. And I, I feel like I went to Boston like maybe once and went to like one bar and just like went around where our friends took us. So I didn't really have yeah. like a concept of anything. So like, yeah. can you describe like the layout of the city and like what the different vibes are in, in the different areas? Yeah, totally. So I live like a little bit, like not in like Boston proper, but I guess it's still a Boston zip code. It's neat. It's called Alston. Um, it's near okay. the backside of where Boston University is. Like Boston University is this one whole strip, Com Ave, which kind of like leads into the heart of the city eventually. Like I'm Western and it kind of leads into downtown, which is like below the, the Charles kind of separates the two big parts of Boston, which is Boston down bottom and like Cambridge, Somerville up top. And maybe I'll start with that because like easier to summarize. I think Cambridge, Somerville is a little weirder for sure. Like more, more just like funky, fun people. Um, not really about dressing up like what you see is what you get there like a lot of really cool fun restaurants less fun places to go out um, but then like some random like fun dance clubs and concerts there um, but it's definitely like people skew older they like a lot of engineers live there like everyone I met there seems to like be an engineer so like that's kind of weird I think just <laughs> confirmation bias but there's also like a lot of companies there too that have like sprouted up and I guess that makes sense actually it's a lot of, like bio but heading south to where i am alston it's kind of like a little uh a bit of like a rough edge to it which is like like um there's like people that have been here for years like multifamily homes there's college students you know bu students and, and especially like a couple neighborhoods over is where they like those parties are happening next to the people that are like myself like trying to just 
be regular functioning adults. And then there's like enclaves there, but there's not, you know, people don't really go out here. They all head into the city. Heading downtown is where it starts to get probably like a little more fun and like more notable. Like it's pretty easy for me to like bike, uh, blue bike or like run or walk to Fenway from here. And like Fenway has its own like whole ecosystem of like, especially in the summer, Boston is sweet in the summer. Like wherever you go, it's going to be fun, I would say, arguably. And then in the winter right now, it's really hit or miss again. Like people can't go outside. So all the patios are kind of shut down. Like COVID is a whole thing, obviously. So that's been different. But Fenway is awesome. When the Red Sox are playing, like you head down there, it's just like a gigantic mixing pot of like, People from the city, people out of the city, you know, students, older people, like whatever. Like I've always had a good time going out to Fenway bars before or after a game. And then also like right now, concerts are coming back. House of Blues is there. It's a pretty cool Boston venue. And I think they're coming out with a new building there, um, which is also like great for concerts. They're just like, it's modernizing. They're they're getting better, I think, at like the nightlife thing there. Um, but it was, you know. In 2009, when I got here, it wasn't it wasn't quite that. So it's gotten much better. I think the biggest the biggest thing I could probably point to, like since I got here to now, is like the seaport and Southie area. The seaport, as it's called now, was like all parking lots. Like there was like a courthouse there and a ton of parking lots, and it was just like vacant space. And then since I've gotten here, these like humongous high rises, like business centers, like just a whole like plaza of drinking areas and awesome new restaurants like a little pricey obviously but like clubs movie theaters like everything has just like sprung up there and it's like very sterile and brand new and it's cool for that reason like they're like a bunch of beer gardens who the hell doesn't like a beer garden in the summertime so it's always pretty pretty popping uh and then southie in particular i think is like what everyone gravitates to like that's the fun going out place probably like a lot of guys with baseball caps a lot of girls (laughs) with uh you know blonde blonde brown hair it's like a whole thing. It's like kind of like I talked about like five eye versus like upper east side versus whatever. Like you do see like different groups of people there. I've never really wanted to live in Southie. I've gone out in Southie for sure because it's like a lot of fun, obviously. But that is like the the mixing pot of mixing pots. Probably if you're like young, single, or even like not single and just want to like go out and have a good time. That's probably like the place everyone goes to, I would say, overall. Like downtown Boston proper, it's like you're going, you're going out for drinks maybe to get drunk, but like you're not going out for like mixing necessarily. Like there's obviously places that encourage that. But as far as recommendations, like that would be mine is like going to Southie. South Boston is is the proper. Proper way. Yeah. So, and is that even now, like in your thirties, like, are you meeting people like your age? And oh, sorry. <laughs> I am only. Yeah. Well, I was asking because like you were there in college too. So is it like right. a mix of like, college through 30s like right yeah for the, yeah for the places that are handicap accessible and i can <laughs> i can walk in with my walker yeah absolutely um it is i think i think it's like like i just went down southie for i think the last time was maybe new year's eve or may, maybe once you know a couple weeks later but new year's eve was funny just because i think also like omicron in particular right then was not great it was like peaking here so everything was like kind of like do what you will but most people stayed home for better or worse yeah but there are totally bands of age groups depending on like where you go and even like certain bars like you know what you're getting into like i have a buddy that loves this one particular bar super small very loud a lot of fun admittedly but like you got like kind of deal with the line to get in you're waiting whatever just like is it gonna be worth it 
always the question, right? Yep. But then like you go like, and those are like, I think like maybe like a more mature crowd and just thinking out loud in my brain, but like there's other places where you go and you're like, oh man, this is like where like upper age college kids fresh out of college, like they're coming here and they're getting hammered. That's also, I think the biggest difference is like, you can tell who like people that are truly hammered are probably younger than you. Like <laughs> I like, I've been pretty drunk out, but like you can just like, just tell like, little bit aggro like speaking for guys like a little bit aggro like a little bit like close talky it's like uh, please please stop <laughs> but i've definitely i've definitely met like plenty of people my own age for sure it's just like it's a good kind of collision spot like people like you will just end up talking to people without trying to like game it yeah and that's like never really been my thing either like like oh like what's a good pickup line like i don't know if i ever had a good pickup line in my entire life it's just like hey how's it going like you mentioned something or something's happening I, I would i really wouldn't wouldn't be suave enough to come up with like a, a good pickup line uh yeah i can believe that knowing you <laughs> right yeah I would just be like, <laughs> like just like kill them with kindness that's the strategy just be like very friendly yeah no and the reason i was asking that is because like i feel like in la it's kind of like a mixed bag at least from my experience i honestly haven't I feel like I haven't explored too, too much just because yeah. I moved here right before the pandemic, but it's been, it's kind of like a mixed bag depending on where you go. But I know in Philly, like when I first moved there in my early twenties, like there are definitely some areas and some bars that I frequented more when I was like 23, 24. And then as yeah. I started getting older going there, I was like, I feel like I'm outgrowing yeah. this a little bit. Yeah. Like maybe I should yeah. like go to Fishtown now um, type it's of thing. Getting, getting yick, kind of, you're like, I don't think yeah. I don't like Right. I'm like, uh, everyone here is like eight years younger than me. Uh, I should be. Right. And there's something and like every once in a while, it's, it's like, like sometimes, yeah, right. like sometimes, <laughs> yeah. sometimes like, fine. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, but if you're actually trying to like, if I'm like, okay, I kind of want to like talk to people and meet people tonight. Right. Like, that's not that's not the time. You want to talk to people, not like shout in their ear. Right. Yeah, right. Or, but if I want like a crazy night out and I don't really care, yeah. then like, perfect. Right. So that's actually who I want to be around. To be yeah, then, you, then you just like go with the flow, 100%. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's all about, like, I, I think also as you get older, like you're just better at like planning for that. Like, what am I <laughs> yeah. doing? Like, do I need to yeah. have what I be in, in my body before I leave? Possibly, yes. Right, in my purse for the water yeah. at the bar, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like finish the vodka soda, have them fill it up with water, low-key mix it and just like drink that. <laughs> that's actually smart i should probably do that more to be honest i have i have definitely i'm not gonna lie i've done that with a friend where i'm like man we are too deep into this right now we gotta like we gotta find a way to like bounce <laughs> yeah yeah okay so i have the lay of the land now so yeah, yeah. as far as like when you're actually trying to meet people like yeah. either to date date friendships so i mean potentially at some of these bars but like how how else are you meeting them like is it are you using apps a lot in boston yeah. like where would you go downtown for a date like talk me through like some of that stuff. yeah yeah i think the i mean this whole i think this whole like kind of back and forth is really flavored still by covid like the last two years people have been like really either like hesitant or not at all and like you kind of got to that's like a whole other level. Like I think for the last like year and a half, it's been like primarily apps to meet people for like a first go, like just getting, getting conversation going. Cause like people aren't going out or they're doing other things intentionally. And like, I think that's been the biggest thing is like more people are like, oh, yeah, I don't do apps. Now they're like, I kind of got to do it if I'm like serious about meeting someone. Right. Like there's a whole yeah. culture shift. I think that's happened where it's like, 
Tinder led the way and it was like, oh, this is for hookups. Mm-hmm. It's not really that anymore. Like it's like a, you know, it's match.com, but more fun probably. It's just like a little more mature, right? So I personally use apps primarily like overall, it's like an ar- overarching strategy probably. Like not really trying to hook up with randos anymore. That's not the goal. Uh, definitely like, I was like, yeah, I'm 30. Like I, I'm, I'm past, I'm past that. And I think like most people, like you kind of like suss that out too. Like I will say though, the people that consistently like I guess they delete their account and they come back and it says like, Oh, just join new here. I was like, I've seen you like, like I, I, I've seen you before. Like you're not new here. So either like, you're like you, you like go all in and like love bomb someone. And you're like, I'm getting off apps. Like I'm, I'm here for you. And then it doesn't work out. And like, I just like, I spin up these whole like narratives in my mind, like as to how this person's new here when they're clearly not new here. What if they dated someone and then they broke up and then just went back on the apps? Like that's what I assume when I see that. But it's like, it's like I take a quick turnaround. It's like maybe maybe just maybe just don't access the app in the interim, like or like or pause or whatever. Like there's tools for that. But like the people that are like frequently just joining, I'm like, there's no way, man. There's no way. I think you might, maybe you're overthinking it just a little bit. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, I am. Like I, I told like, these like narratives. Like I feel like I feel like Larry David sometime. Like what are you doing here? Oh my god. But for me, yeah, for me personally, I would say like apps is like the overall strategy definitely like i try and meet people like when i'm out but like like i said like the other example it's like sometimes talking to someone is like screaming at someone in a bar and like it could be fun but it's just like i don't know something something might take me out of it so i'm uh, yeah I hesitate to say serious about the apps but like that's pretty much like the strategy what is your app of choice i think i would i would say hinge it just had like i guess maybe I promise I'm not sponsored at this point. <laughs> it was just the first year. I would I would say I would say Hinge. It just seems like a little more real. I I could not tell you why. I think both Tinder and Bumble have their own thing where like Tinder is generally like the onus is on the man, the guy to like reach out. This is like like very like gender normative, I guess, but like in my experience, guy has to reach out on Tinder. On Bumble, obviously, like a girl has to reach out because that's how the whole thing is set up. Right. And I think either one of those two things is kind of like, it's kind of weird. It's kind of like a force. Like it's, I guess it's nice to know the rules of engagement, but like on hinge, it just, it just seems like way easier to get into like talking to someone about something like either the prompts or the photos that have like text behind it, right. That you click in, like they might have like a caption on that actual photo. Like there's just more information I think to me. And ultimately at this point, like that's what I'm looking for more so. Right. Yeah. So I've heard similar things um, from multiple people, men and women actually. And mm. I've, I'm, I hate dating apps also. I like, I'm a serial right. dating app person where I'm like on and off. So mine probably also says just joined and I don't even just realize. Joiner. I'm sorry. You should, you should have stopped me there and said, I'm a just joiner. <laughs> well, I don't even, I probably don't even know that it says it. I'm sure maybe right. that's why I don't get matches. Right, right. I don't True. know. But yeah, I I think with my issue is like for Tinder, my experience as of late is it still is yeah. very much more of like a hookup app and it kind right. of just comes off as like grimy to me. Yeah. Um, and then for, for Bumble, like speaking as a woman, like I, I get the whole concept. I think when it first came out, it right. was like neat and a good idea. Mm. I don't like sending the first message. I am not <laughs> good at it. I don't enjoy yeah. doing it. And nine times out of 10, I don't get a reply or I get yeah. like one reply and then 
like the conversation just dies. And I feel like that's probably a testament yeah. to, to me, <laughs> maybe no, I and how so. I can keep up the conversation. I will say overall, I have like this, it's probably not even a real theory or it probably, it's probably not like my own theory. It's probably just like, this is understood, but like a lot of times people like swipe on someone to see if they get a match and that's all they care about. Like they might not have to be interested. Like, Oh, they're, they're kind of cute. Eh, eh. Cause what's the worst that can happen? Like, like you're not, you know, moving down the line, right? Even if you're like talking to someone on an app for a while and maybe it moves to text, but maybe like you try twice and like a date doesn't work out, like timing doesn't work out and like things just fall apart. It's not quite ghosting, but it just like fades, right? Fizzles, yeah. It fizzles, right. Like what what would you call that person? Like you've talked to this person presumably like a couple times a day for maybe a few weeks at that point. Like, are they a friend of yours at this point? Like maybe they followed you on Instagram, like it's really weird. There's like a graveyard of like half friendship. It is, especially when it moves, if it moves to text, like, I feel like my, I don't even get totally. that far. Like, well, totally. I, and I hate, like, since you brought this up, like, I hate when yeah. I spend like a week talking to someone and I'm like, I just talked to you for a week. Like, I feel like yeah. after like three days, either we, st we should stop or we should right. like meet in person. Like, yeah. this is just at that point, I'm just like annoyed. And I'm just like replying right. just out of like habit. <laughs> yeah, right. And then you go, so you're like, no, over it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm done. Like, this is too yeah. long. Yeah, I think I, I, I've, I've gone so back and forth. I'm like, texting is like my walled garden. Like, I, I can control who's texting me. I can, you know, whatever. You can unmatch someone. So I've done what you're doing. It's like, okay, maybe it's been a week talking on this app. It's like, I got to access this app. I don't, I don't even have notifications on for them. I just like, <laughs> Same. I don't either. <laughs> It's not a huge draw. So I'm like, oh, okay, like, let, let's see what's going on here. And texting obviously is like way more immediate. You know, when someone's texting you, obviously, I don't know. And then the flip side is maybe you just say like from the get go, like, hey, you seem pretty cool. Let's grab a coffee, like not even drinks, like let's like something really low key, like let's grab a coffee and just skip all shitty small talk. Like that's a whole other like frame that I've like I've done a few times, actually. I don't mind it. I don't know. I don't like when people go, like, are you saying, do you talk at all first or do you just like right off the bat? Like very, like very briefly, like, like maybe a couple back and forths. Okay. Like, do they use proper grammar? That's, <laughs> you know, like, can they, can they tell the differences between, you know, your, your, and your, right? Okay. They're there. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that works too, but. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. I because I hate, I hate. I was gonna say if you were like the first thing you said, let's get coffee. Like to me, I'm like that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. But... That, yeah, that's, that's no. like, uh, <laughs> like the next. Yeah, the very next message is, "Will you marry me?" It's just, like, <laughs> it's way too fast. No, like, like have my kids. There's like the long time where you're like, I'm gonna try and get to know someone, but like also you're interpreting all these like little minutia things over text. Like, oh, why they say they like that? Like you're just you have no idea about like the context the person's talking from either. So I think that's yeah. also really important. Like I like talking to people in person more than texting Same. ad infinitum. Yeah. I wonder if it's cause we're from Connecticut. Like, is this a <laughs> Connecticut thing? Cause mm. not many people, I feel like we're on the same page and I don't get that too often talking to people. Right. Just like, just like, like, like chill in person, <laughs> see what the vibe is. Do we have kind of similar frequencies going on? Yeah, because it can be very easy. Like it can be like a very simple equation, at least for like the first like two or three times you hang out with someone. I think a lot of people overthink it, myself included. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm guilty also. I mean, everyone does. As soon as you add emotions into anything, it just immediately right. amplifies. Yeah, anything. God forbid. Yeah. I will say though, I remember. I do remember. If you don't mind me bringing this up, back in the day when yeah. Tinder was like. 
the only thing and we were like tinder matches as like a joke and there was yeah, like t- yeah. t- tinder stories and i would see all of your tinder stories in our like wait a second what what the hell would i have posted on tinder stories i just <laughs> i remember one of you like cooking naked i hope i used it I, yes 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 that one that was a good one um <laughs> And then you would like tell me the stuff that some girls would say to you like back in the day. Oh yeah. People were way more risky too. Like nowadays we know clearly like here in 2022, we know the importance of screenshots and like (laughs) videos being saved. Like even if I, like if I went through college four years later, it would have been like totally different. Like Snapchat was brand new when we were in college. Yes. So much, so much stuff was cutting edge. And we're like, oh, I can totally put this out there. No problem. Especially being on a sports team. I'm like, oh my God, you guys, like we've all reflected like individually with each other. We're like, man, we are idiots. We're idiots. Hopefully, you know, not so much anymore. But like, you think you're untouchable. You're 22. Like you're in really good shape. Like how how myopic can you be? Like your our world was so small. Yeah. I mean, all of that was different. Yeah. Like Snapchat. I think we used it and we used it differently too. Like I think people, I totally. like deleted mine because I got so sick of how people were messaging me on it so right yeah for a while i kept it around just to maintain snap streaks like kevin and i had like a sick snap streak <laughs> we're like we can't stop we don't even send useful things anymore we just can't we can't stop that's funny cool so then another question i have for you so mm. there there is a stereotype for boston that mm-hmm. a lot of the people like look the same Ooh, here we go. okay and that they're very like white okay <laughs> i can't fight that one <laughs> i have no i have no no standing (laughs) i would say definitely yes overall like 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 boston as a whole actually i can't say that yes and no the people i think the people that make like the caricature in my mind of boston is like the bill burr right like or or like ben affleck or like like personalities from boston with the accent like there's this whole like stereotype right of what boston is like that like Specifically the accent, I think, in all the Boston movies ever, like, it's kind of like a self-perpetuating thing. So I do wonder if that's part of it, because this whole flip side of that is, like, this is, like, I think one of the more, like, diverse cities because of everyone coming for school. Like, our, our population swells tremendously in, in, like, in summer season versus, like, students are in town. And even, like, MBAs, too. Like, people are here for MBAs. People are here for, tell you, a ton of hospitals. People are doing residencies here. I think it is like pretty diverse. I think it does depend though on where you're hanging out, probably. But you have to you have to like force yourself to go different places to see different things. Like I'm guilty myself too. It's like, oh, I know I like this place for this this restaurant for this dish, and we can go out here afterwards, right? Like you can get in a lane for sure. And I've really been trying to, especially now that like COVID. I mean, we're, we still have like a mask mandate in Boston, but yeah. last summer that was kind of like my play was I was like, I was even going out like alone to grab a bite and just like checking out a new place. And I think a lot of people like just like sequester with their group and they go different places that they know that's safe. And yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm of two minds of that. But I can see where the stereotype comes from, obviously. Yeah. Cause I feel like I've heard it's like very white. There's like the, the mass holes, like stereotype people are like, yeah. 
I mean, I do think people are kind of preppy there, but I also think Connecticut's preppy and it's just like right, that area right. of the East Coast is kind of like that. So, right. and like, it's just a lot of like flannel and like stuff like that. But I was interested if like girls yeah. also like embody that stereotype or if you feel like they're kind of like diverse, like from a man's perspective. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm going to put my entire fucking foot in my mouth on this one, <laughs> no matter how I answer it. Like Boston, definitely like a bit of a mixing pot too, because like you have Maine, you have New Hampshire. Like like when you said flannel, I thought of that. I was like, oh, people definitely come to Boston. Like no one really goes up to Portland to have a good time. Like I'm sure Portland's fun and they have really great restaurants, but like no one's going there to have fun. Like people from around here, like gravitate to here. They don't go to Providence really. I don't think I've never really gone to Providence. Uh, you know. Yeah. In my experience, I've had a pretty diverse experience, like dating people. It's been it's been like kind of all over the map in terms of like interests. And I actually I probably seek out less of the people like like a hinge prompt that like drives me absolutely up the wall is like if you say that Sundays are about brunch, <laughs> I swear like I swear to God, we cannot be friends. We cannot be friends. Like I agree, brunch is important on Sundays. But if that's like if that's what you're like this is your reflection of yourself in the the dating world. And this is what you like pin your, you know, pin your identity to. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I'd rather, but I'm also the, I'm also the guy that gets offended when someone says, you know, just don't be the guy that runs five K's on Thanksgiving. It's like, what do you have against me? Like, why, what did I do? <laughs> so again, like reading into dating profiles too much and like what people say for sure. I'm like, Oh my God, I don't care about your spicy margaritas. I don't care. Like, you know, there's so, there's so many like, and guys with fishing picks, like it goes both ways. Like there's, yeah, or hunting, hunting picks, whatever. I was like, who cares about your fish, man? Yeah. Wow. I'm getting like a whole nother side of like how men view our dating profiles. Cause like yeah. I, it's hard to fill those out. Like I'm like, half it the time, is. I'm like, I don't know what to write here. Cause I don't want to get like too deep, but I don't want to be right. like too surface level. So I feel like half the right. time people are just like, like, you know, right, 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 right. Yeah. I think there's like, there's a line. For sure. And that's also like what's interesting too, right? Like when you meet someone like, you know, what are, what are like, I don't even know, like spicy margaritas. I ha I'm having trouble drawing like a specific memory, but like having to respond to those things, I think the goal is to like create conversation. Yeah. Not, not talk about like what you order is spicy margaritas, but like ask me where to get the best spicy margaritas. Like maybe that's, you know, even like the framing of that. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like, a, it's totally different. It's way more inviting than like, yeah. Cool. Okay. Another spicy margarita prompt. Yeah, that's fair. Do you have, uh, do you do the audio message? I, ha I have not. So we were just, I can't remember if we were on camera or not here, but talking about like voice notes, voice memos on iPhone. Haven't come around to it yet, or I'm sorry, I'm just coming around to it. I don't know what the hell I would say to like bring value <laughs> to, to the experience. I really don't. I'd have to, I have to check it out. Like it keeps prompting me to do it. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. You have one? No. No, I haven't done one either, but my friend did one rapping. I'm blanking uh, blanking on the song, but it's like the song. It's like sweat, baby, sweat, baby. Sex is a Texas drop. <laughs> she, <laughs> she raps it. She Her match rate, dude, like went through the roof because it's like funny. Right yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to scream. I'm just going to scream, sing Mr. Brightside and see like what people say. That is a classic song, I think. It's a, it's a classic song. That's like the go-to karaoke song because eventually it's just not you singing it anymore. Like, everyone's singing it. Everyone knows right. it. Right. Exactly. Fantastic. I think you should do it and then report back on. <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll I'll take notes of like the daily match rate and then we'll just see. We'll we'll see the trends.
Yeah, I think at that point, Hinge would sponsor you for doing research right, for right. them. What is this guy doing? He's coming <laughs> again. Yeah. This yeah. devil. Like, why is he still single also? Yeah. <laughs> because I'm avoidant. That's actually a good segue. Okay. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> you did it to yourself. Yeah. Why are you single? Overall, like dating in Boston, like how would you rate it? One to 10. Is it suck? Is it like, okay? Like, how does it, like, yeah. how do you feel about it? I think it's pretty okay. I th- I, I'm, I'm very affected seasonally. Like in the summer, I would say it's like great. It's like a 10 out of 10. In the wintertime, meh, it really, it really depends. It depends on the person you're with. I think to answer your question, or maybe not to answer it, but like to back up, like I have been very happy with myself in terms of being like, there's like the whole like, are you alone or are you lonely dichotomy? And I've always been super occupied by like activities, like like I just said, I was learning how to like ski or the last two years I've really taken up biking and that, you know, that takes you out of the house for like two or three hours at a time. And then you're smoked and you don't want to do anything. You don't want to go out. I think, or like running, whatever, like in a lot of ways I do it to myself. And I'm also like totally cool with that. Like I have a bunch of friends. I was like very fine for a while and I still am like living life. Right. And then introspection, COVID, especially for sure. It's like, holy shit, global pandemic. That sort of like introspection has kind of like kicked me out of that you know, I'm cool on my own. If I meet someone great, like now I'm like, why not put myself more actively out there? Um, so that's been like a pretty recent change for me. Okay. So it's been more so that you've just been working on yourself and not trying I to think so. Yeah. Right. Like, like I was like, like for the pandemic, I was like doing Duolingo for a, a bunch of time every day. Like my sister lives in Germany. I was trying to learn German, whatever. Uh, and then I was going biking and whatever, just like various things or like hanging out with friends, whatever. I didn't really, I, I didn't really like hang my hat on like i'm trying to find someone actively like i kind of had this like hope that like organically something would happen it might still happen for sure but like i just need to like actively put myself in in a place where like i'm gonna you know collide with someone probably i i feel like i'm in the same boat especially after moving to la like i moved here like right before the pandemic and that hit and i'm just like working on other projects so i just like haven't had time yeah, I also probably could make time, but that's it's just not like a priority. So that's, that's it too, right? It's like, oh, I just don't have time. It's like you could if you wanted to, and then you're like, well, do I really want to right now? <laughs> like, right? It's such a back and forth, it's a huge tug of war for me. I can see that, and then I feel like, like, do you ever feel pressure too? Because I feel this sometimes that like maybe it's just me thing, but like, oh, I'm 30, and like I'm like I should be, like I'm at right. that point where I should be, but I just like don't want to. Yeah. I've definitely gotten the pressure from, so my younger sister, two and a half years, call it three years younger than me, is like engaged now. So like that whole thing, like my cousin got engaged, had a baby, like she's two years older than me, like the dominoes are falling. And so my mom, my mom's kind of like, so what's going on here? Dude, well, you know, my sister got married. Oh, really? Yeah, my little sister. <laughs> like, this, is, this is how it goes, man. Yeah, I, uh, there's definitely like pressure and up until just recently, I'm like, enough. Like, I yeah. get it. I get it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, definitely. I mean, everyone's like healthier at 30 now than they were, you know, in my brain space, like when our parents were 30. Like, yeah, there's just like more time, more opportunity. Like, there's more things to do, too. Like, I really like traveling, whatever, like visiting friends. It's tough. It's tough to say. Like, there's there's definitely a pressure but I think, yes, we still got some pretty good years left. I think so. I think, I mean, it's a different time now. Like, I think things are happening right. later. People are buying homes later. People are getting married later. So right. I feel like we'll be okay. Right. Yeah. 
and even like i think like the all like there's like not an elephant in the room but like also like fertility for both sides too there is like Mm -hmm. a drawdown point where like shit we gotta we gotta we gotta hurry up but other than that like i don't really i don't really think so like maybe we just maybe we just all collectively catch the people that are divorcing from their first marriages yeah. There's gonna be a whole separate a whole separate second dating for people like I actually really know what I want now. Right. Probably. Yeah. Honestly. I did I just made that up, but I think you know, I think there's promise. There. <laughs> I think I think actually I was like, oh, actually that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. And one other thing I want to go back to that you were mentioning is like the seasonality of dating because mm-hmm. yeah. I, in in Philly we have a little bit, we kind of have a little bit in LA, but not really, because it's like good weather year round for the most part but in in philly i know we have like a cuffing season and then because like the winter months are like kind of rough not as rough as boston but still cold and then in the summer the summer it's funny because people i feel like in philly they're not really dating it's like much more of like a hookup culture people are going to Mm. like the beach and they're not settling down but they're like meeting people and then settling down into the winter months so like how are you affected if at all in in boston by the weather I think, I think probably similarly, like there's definitely, I don't know if it's real, but there's definitely a joke about cuffing season, right? Like, yeah, there's, there's definitely more of an interest and people are like, I think I've even seen like in a bio, it's like, honestly, just looking for someone to cuddle with. <laughs> like, we'll see where it goes. Like, there's definitely like, I think everyone gets like a bit more of a loneliness when you can't be outside, you don't see the sun as much. Like, it's brutal. Like when, when the days, when the days end at 430, you know, sun, sunlight wise. And it's 30 degrees outside. You're like, this sucks. Like, I need to move to San Diego, San Diego or something, right? Like, I got to get yeah. out of here. It affects me in terms of, like, I can't go biking or running as easily. But, like, does it affect me, like, meeting people and, like, going out? I don't think so. Like, there's less places to go that, like, you know are objectively fun no matter what. Like, an outdoor beer garden or whatever. Like, those are always super easy dates because there's, like, kind of no pressure to go. You don't have to make a reservation. You don't have to kind of do that whole back and forth, right? So, you know, in the winter, it seems to me a bit more of like a process. Like, oh, like, what do you think about going here? Like, okay, cool, you're in. Well, because COVID, we got to make a reservation. Okay, I'll see you there. I know what you look like, but you're gonna wear a mask. Okay, like, <laughs> there's like a whole, you know, mental gymnastics thing. Yeah, and then if they live in a different part of town, like if you're gonna meet up, if it's snowing, like if it snows right. really bad, like right. how, like all that, so... Right. I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan, kind of like all, all the Denver guys probably are too. I know Kevin is, but like and Rocco. But biking <laughs> to bars. Like biking to oh bars. Oh my god. The stories I've heard about the bikes rides home though. <laughs> like biking to and from <gasps> dates is so sick. Like I love doing that. Especially if you get like Why? Not DUI level, because you can get a DUI on a bike. Like if you have a few drinks in you, and maybe it's a little cold out, that is like the sickest, like introspective little like bike ride home. <laughs> like on a, like like I have like a little city bike. I'm like, eh, man, this is this is great. Like maybe you play some music out loud. I don't know. I don't know. How far is that bike ride for you though? It depends where you're going, but like it, I mean, as as much as like maybe maybe I'd, I'd bike for a date as much as like four miles. How long does that take? I don't think it's that. It's like 20, like maybe give yourself 25 minutes to go like pretty slow. What if you show up like sweaty and gross for your date? True, true. Maybe like, <laughs> true. I think, I think maybe that happened once. I think, I think that actually happened once. And I like, I covered it. Ahead of, I covered it ahead of time. I was like, I might be 
a little warm. I won't be sweaty. I promise. But I might be a little warm because the day is so nice. Like it was like a fall day and it was like nice out. I was like, I, ha- I have to do it. I have to. <laughs> what am I going to do? I'm going to take a take an Uber. Those Those kind of suck. I'd much rather like get there on my own, like on my own power, like my own feet. <laughs> I mean, I kind of get that because I'm like a huge walker. So like I'll walk right. everywhere, but just I feel like riding a bike is just like an extra, so many extra steps. I don't know. Maybe. I think, <laughs> I think you might be right. Like I've, I've also heard that like I'm doing it wrong and I'm crazy. <laughs> but I do, I do enjoy it, especially like if you're separate, totally separate from dating. But if you're like coming back from the bars at night in the summer and I've biked home, you're, you're not sober by the end of it, but like you're pretty close. Like you just need some water and you're going to bed and you'll not have a hangover the next day. So that is, I'm an advocate for it in that regard. Like a little bit of, a little bit of light exercise. If you've had one or two, maybe, but I know right. sometimes that's not always the case with our true, friends. True. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100. Yeah. I've, I've been in some pretty trying situations in Denver for sure, to put it lightly. <laughs> yep. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Well, maybe one day I will try a bike ride home. Yeah. I would home, home or to, yeah. To or two, two and home. I, I understand your perspective on the two. Maybe I don't do the twos as often, but from, from is nice. From you can have like a little debrief with yourself. How do you think it went? What were the kids? What were the ads? That is better. If you, especially yeah. from a date, because ideally you haven't gotten like trashed on the date. So right. you can, that makes more sense to me than yeah, two. Scouts honor still have never gotten trash on a date. Thank God. That's good. Wessel. I've heard I'm more proud. stories. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Have you? No way. Have I? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Not, knock on wood. Yeah, <laughs> Hopefully yeah. I don't. Actually, I got trashed on like a third date, but it was intentional. Like we went on like a bar crawl and that was Oh, well, that's different. Sweet. That's that was different. pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. A fir- yeah that's i mean down the line like yeah but like a first right, or even second acceptable. date like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure it's like you can't be talked on the first date right down the line they're getting to know the real you so it's like gonna yeah. come out eventually <laughs> right right and then eventually yeah you, they're gonna meet friends and like no he, he doesn't really drink that much and they'll all say like what are you talking about <laughs> like that that is my biggest fear is like the eventually the eventual like folding in of friend groups it's like uh, what have I said? Like, what have I embellished anything? Like, <laughs> what, what have I said about this person? Like, shit. <laughs> oh, God. Cool. So do you have, like, anything else that you want to share about Boston or any, like, stories that you want to indulge in? I have. <laughs> I def- There are definitely ample stories, but I think the ones that stick in my mind are the ones that, like, I, I try and, and just never think of again. <laughs> like there, <laughs> like er, early on, like Tinder stories, like whatever. I'm trying to think, do I have any like reflections about Boston? I personally, like from my perspective, I've been here since 2009. It's 2022 right now. It has only continued to become a cool or cooler city. Like when I got here, I was like, oh, cool, it's Boston. It's a college town. And that's, I think, what Boston's been known as for like forever, just because there's so many colleges. But it really is like, it's drawing a lot of people. There's a lot of construction, like a lot of development. A lot of people are coming to the area and make, and like by necessity, we're making it more fun. Like you're seeing the success of like Denver, of Austin. Like we're not going to have those climates, but the amount of like 
you know, rooftops you can drink on has gone from zero to, you know, five to 10 now at this point. Like there's, it's overall getting better. Like quality of life has always been great. Opportunity for like employment has always been great. Like a lot of things have been in place to make Boston a good city, but it's always been like shit. Like you're out of college, but you're not yet like of family age. Like where do you go? Like a lot of people leave, like they go to New York City, they go to wherever. And I think only recently has it been that Boston is like appealing to like stick around. Not the weather, obviously. That's still like the the giant, the giant red flag. But overall, like I've been I've been super stoked with, with being here, and I think a lot of people are kind of seeing that as well. Do they have happy hour yet? There is that still banned? Oh, it's still banned. It's still banned. <laughs> so annoying. Like that's like the one that would that would make it. That would make it. But like I'd be I truly would be worried for all the college kids that that would go a little too ham. But that yeah. that drive me crazy i will be honest like yeah. visiting Denver, visiting like any other city has happy hour and we just can't do i think it's like a rule about but i think it's on the ballot soon i'm pretty certain i just heard it's on the ballot to maybe come back so i'm pretty stoked about that that's awesome yeah i remember once we were visiting and like actually going to bars yeah our, our friends like telling us that and i was like what like, but it's what do you mean it's 5 p.m. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. I think we got to the point where, like, everyone got their legal marijuana. And they're like, okay, okay. Like, we're, we're chill now. And it's been a number of years. Like, have we, for, have we forgot about the happy hour? We need the happy hour. Like, even sometimes, I don't even want alcohol. I just want, like, discount french fries. Like, I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> you want a killer basket of fries. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> like, incentivize me with food. I'm, you know me. Like, I'm very easy to incentivize with food. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, other than that, like, it's actually kind of surprising because I feel like Boston's such a drinking city, like St. Patrick's mm. Day is like. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. St. South, uh, what's it called? Southie, what I was, which I was saying, like, the parade primarily goes through there. And that is just like an absolute cluster. Yeah. On Day. It's been canceled, obviously, because of, of COVID and everything. But yeah, uh, I think I've been to it twice. <laughs> it was just like, like, you just see the worst of people. <laughs> like, like. <laughs> If you're on the main road and everything's like fine, everyone's hammered, but whatever. Like you look down like a side, an alley of a side street, like, are they good? Like, no way. <laughs> no way. It's an all day thing. Because like, yeah. people like get set up at like, at like 8 a.m. Oh, yeah. I think we started at like 7 one year. Right. With Irish right. car bombs. Yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> right. It's yeah. the same as like, like, um, like, like Patriots fans too. Like it's a whole thing. Like, I mean, any yeah. sports team, like you get, you get there on the day, you get there as early as possible, you get your spot and you have a grand old time. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, it's it's grown on me for sure. Boston is a it's a good spot. I mean, you've been there for over ten years now, so yeah, I imagine you yeah. kind of like it a little, right? Yeah, I think I mean I could still see myself leaving for sure, like just just probably for like a professional opportunity. Um, the Denver guys, you know, every time I'm out there, even when I'm not there, I just talk to Christian today. They're like, so when are you coming out here? Like not visiting, but like coming out here or uh, like I was looking at Seattle for a little bit, luckily, or for better or worse, like nothing came of this opportunity, but um, like the pandemic happened literally a month later. Oh like, yeah. That would, that would have been a shitty. Could not imagine doing that, like, which is a big enough jump and then no opportunity to meet like anyone, right? Like let alone like job security, whatever you're the first new person, that would be super stressful. Yeah. So I definitely don't know them here forever, but there's a lot of reason not to leave either. Like a bunch of people that I know, like went to school with, was on the rowing team with, they stuck around. Like they don't stay in the city, like they moved out and they're in the burbs, but 
it's a good it's a good place to be like the state too as a whole is like i mean if that's what you're looking for like kind of progressive whatever like it has its fault like fiscally budget wise otherwise like whatever like people can kind of blow that up all day long but i would say overall like i've enjoyed it it's good for people my age broadly speaking so but they're walking canes and right yeah exactly <laughs> I'm I'm one foot in the grave, I swear. <laughs> that is all the time we have then this week. Thank you so much, Eric Wessel, one of Hinge's yes, one of Hinge's <laughs> most eligible singles 2018. I think it was yeah, 2018. Please you have to put a year on. It. So it's yeah. like I'm like the guy that like in town, like if you continue to wear a football sweatshirt past your home, it's like, all right, dude, <laughs> we get it. <laughs> you, you should get actually get a jacket and wear that on all your dates. Yeah, I'll get I'll get a polo for golf and and like what in the world? That looks handmade. No, it's not. <laughs> I think that would go over well with all your um, would... matches. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh my god, I I never mention it. I can I tell you, I never mention it. No, because it's been so long. No one, no one would have any understanding. I, I tell everyone. <laughs> you actually. <laughs> I'm like, this is like, I'm like, this is one of my best friends from high school. <laughs> Some somewhat well-renowned. He was in a Business Insider article once. Yeah. Uh, I hope, I hope that doesn't, I hope I end up becoming more notable for something else. We're all going to make it one day. Yeah. I need to be higher on the Google search for something. Like maybe I, yeah, I got to start, I just got to start TikToking. I don't even get TikTok. I'll start TikToking. My understanding, you can just like eat dessert on camera and people might find you and you'll go viral. Who knows? Just eat a hot dog and it'll... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking for more for like donuts and <laughs> like, like crazy treats. Like, like maybe I go do dessert challenges, like the, the creamery's uh, scoop challenge. Yeah. You know what? That's a great idea. You That'd be pretty that. sick. I would also need to work out more. Otherwise, I'll become 400 pounds. And I'm, way, I'm way too vain still. <laughs> I would not be able to handle that. Just eat air. That'll be your trick. Yeah. Yeah, right. Rice cakes, <laughs> ice cubes, <laughs> ice cubes. Oh, they're so crunchy and delicious. I can't. All right. Well, thanks again, Wessel, for joining me. It was nice to see you. Of course, Davis. Good talking to you. You too. Bye. I'd like to thank everyone that's helped make this podcast possible. Specifically, Kayla McNulty that helped create the podcast. Ray Zaragoza, The Kid Inside, Allie Bernstein, Maggie DeBerardine, and Lindsay Weiner that all helped contribute in some sort of way. You can find us on Instagram at swipeyswipewest. Send us a DM with any questions, comments, suggestions. Thank you all again for listening. Have a great rest of your week.